Hello, and welcome to Maine Golf Talk. We are your hosts, Zach Zonlo and Henry Fall. In these podcasts, we'll be discussing what makes Maine Golf so special. We'll be sharing our own experiences and knowledge as both players and coaches. We'll also branch out to discuss hot topics in the game and chat with special guests to hear their stories. All to keep you in the know and help you improve your game. Let's get into today's podcast. Fellow Mainers, we welcome you to Master Week at Maine Golf Talk. Thank you for joining us. We have a uh, special show ahead of us with our picks. I'm going to stop this music now. We are joined by Dana Finkelstein of the LPGA Tour. Zach is uh, down in Tennessee today. Um, and yeah, we're going to get right into our picks. But uh, Zach, if you wanted to... Uh, all right, let's catch up with you. What have you been up to? Well, uh, I, I think I'm finally sobering up uh, after my bachelor party in Asheville. Uh, if anybody hasn't visited uh, Western North Carolina, incredible, uh, incredible area, great golf, uh, and a ton of breweries. So uh, I highly recommend it uh, to anybody, not just uh, people that want to uh, shotgun mulligan uh, matches. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. It's great seeing uh, family and friends, and uh, looking forward to uh, getting back up to uh, Maine here in a little bit. Awesome! Yeah, it was good to see you get away from the state for a little bit. Uh, is the weather actually the weather's been pretty good up here though? A lot of people got out, and were able to play this uh, this past weekend with 65, 70 degree temperatures. I don't think we've had a stretch like that in November for for quite a while. I think it gets people excited for the the week ahead, the Masters. Um, an interesting time to have it, certainly, and uh, lots to look forward to. With um, you know, someone's going to don the green jacket come Sunday. So, uh, Zach, what uh, outside of the picks we're going to get into? What else are you looking forward to this week? You know, I think uh, I think Augusta itself is going to be uh, really interesting. I mean, you got all the foliage changing which i mean granted it's not much in uh at augusta but you know azaleas are going to be green the lack of spectators is going to be really interesting i mean we're not going to get those you know sunday roars i mean last year i mean that was kind of what helped tiger get to uh the green jacket and i mean no tiger chance after he wins uh wins again this year so that'll be interesting and i think the lack of grandstands might actually make this golf course a little bit more uh a little bit more challenging. I mean, you think about uh, holes like eight long, it's going to be, uh, uh, you know, ball's going to keep rolling. It's not going to be uh, stopped by those grandstands. So I think uh, I think it's going to be a really different Masters, but I think it's going to be uh, one that we're, uh, we're always going to remember. I agree, absolutely. And interesting enough, you, you know, a few months from now, or I should say like six months from now, they'll be having another one. So – uh, chance for somebody who uh, plays well at Augusta to get hot here and win a couple in a row real quick. So that's uh, that's pretty neat. So let's uh, let's bring in Dana, um, get her perspective on the Masters. Uh, Dana, for our guests, can you give them a little background on yourself? 
yeah, so um, I'm, I was born and raised in Arizona. I uh, played college golf at UNLV. And the last five years going on now? Yeah, five years. Um, I've been a professional golfer two years on the Symmetra Tour, and then I just finished my third season on the LPGA. So, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Traditionally, you guys have Masters Week off, so everyone can watch. Is that right? That is correct, yes. So it sounds like you guys look forward to this week as well. Yeah, you know, being an LPGA Tour member, we actually get the opportunity to go um, if we want every few years. So, you know, it's kind of a nice week to have off and, you know, actually be able to go at some point. I think uh, I think the one thing that's kind of missed this uh, this week is you know not only just the drive chip and putt uh, finals which were supposed to be uh, I guess technically yesterday but uh, the Augusta Women's uh, Amateur um, which I mean that was awesome last year and I think uh, I think that's going to be really good for uh, for the growth of uh, women's golf and uh, gives these amateurs a chance to uh, you know get to play Augusta especially the week before which I mean that's awesome. Sorry, yeah, there, there wasn't really a question. I was just kind of just a statement. Uh, so, uh, Dana, what, uh, how'd, uh, how'd your season go this year? Um, you know, you guys were in the bubble. And, uh, you know, what, uh, what went well? And uh, what are you guys looking forward to for next year? Yeah, um, the season went well. We, I just finished up um, probably playing my last event. I might somehow sneak into the U.S. Open in December. We'll see. Um, but, yeah, it was a weird year. You know, we started off normal in January and February, like we always do, going over to Australia. And then when we were getting ready to start our domestic uh, West Coast swing, you know, the world kind of shut down in March. And we didn't go back out until the end of July. Um, played 10 events. We got to travel internationally once, which was kind of cool. We went over to Scotland um, for two weeks. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was all in all with, you know, such a weird year. I was happy with how it went and definitely looking forward to a much fuller year next year. And to think if, uh, once you get uh, clubs that are actually fit for you, you'll, uh, you know, you're going to take off, uh, next season will be a, a banner year for you. I mean, granted yeah. your caddy might be a, uh, might be holding you back a little bit, but you know, we, we understand. Yeah, I think next year should be a really good year for both of us. So, uh, you know, uh, what's what's the season kind of looking like for you guys? Uh, I know uh, we'll be releasing podcasts with Austin uh, uh, Treslow with the uh, the Web dot com tour, and uh, you know he was telling us a little bit about. It. So, what does the LPGA kind of look like uh, for twenty 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 one season? Yeah, so uh, we actually have a pretty good full schedule lined up um we're not going to australia in february like we always do so we'll have a little bit of a break in after in january and february so we won't start until essentially the first week in march um and then we'll have a few weeks off you know for the masters and the players um early on in the year but then after that i mean we only have like one or two off weeks from the course of April until when the season ends in 
November. Um, it's a very busy year with the Olympics having to be put in there and the Solheim Cup being, you know, moved to this year as well. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be a uh, kind of a busy, uh, different schedule, but uh, one that I bet you're uh, you're looking forward to. So, uh, you know, now that uh, our listeners have a little bit of background, you know, we're not just bringing on some random guest. Um, you know, I know they're going to argue that, you know, there's very little Maine relationship here. Granted, Dana did play a couple times in Maine, so we'll talk about that later. But uh, now, uh, now let's get to our picks. So, as you guys know, we typically do our two players out of our world rankings of 1 through 10, one out of 11 through 30, one from 31 to 50, and one from 51 plus. So let's start from the, uh, the back end and work our way up to the, uh, the top 10. Uh, Henry, uh, what, uh, what do you have for uh, our 51 and beyond uh, pick? Well, I'm going down to number 80 in the world, which is hard to believe we find this gentleman there. My twin, actually. Many, many consider I, I look like him, which I don't know if I do. That's, that's up, for you, up for a debate. But I'm going down to number 80 at Jordan Spieth. Um, practically owns that golf course, uh, similar to you know, similar how Tigers played there. Just is always in the mix. Puts the lights out there. Just has a good feel on that course, and you don't need to drive it particularly straight. Um, so if you know if he can just get it out there and get it around the green, I I just think that it lends well to him. I just listened to a podcast actually with Pete Cowan, one of the premier coaches in the world, and he always talks about how the Masters requires great chipping, and great chippers tend to win there. And Jordan is certainly sharp around the green, so I'm going to pick Jordan. Let's go to Dana. What do you think, Dana? 51 and, and, and over for World Rankings. Okay, so I had a difficult time picking someone in this category. But I think I'm going to go with JT Poston. JT. He played well last week in Houston, so maybe he'll carry that momentum over to the Masters. All right, so we got a guy that missed the cut last week and has been just hit, all lost in the woods, and we got the postman for uh, for your guys' picks. Uh, you know, I'm kind of going with the hit it long and uh, go chase it mentality this week. Um, so I'm going with Cameron Champ. Uh, it's going to be his first Masters. He's, uh, you know, he's already had two wins in his career. I mean, granted, he misses a lot of cuts, but, you know, he has proven that he can win. In one of his uh, recent starts at the Zozo, he finished P8. So he's, you know, playing decent golf right now. And, I mean, with his length, he's, he could, you know, he's basically the Bryson before Bryson. So I, I think he could tear up the par fives. And I think if he, uh, you know, if he keeps that, gets that putter hot, I think he'll be in the mix uh, come Sunday. So I'm going with uh, Cameron Champ uh, for my 51 plus. You know, I think uh, I think the next pick uh, here for our thirty-one to fifty. I mean, there's there's a couple big names here. Um, I'm going with a former Masters winner. Uh, you know, he feels comfortable around Augusta. You know, he's he's been playing really good golf as of late. He, uh, you know, two-time 
uh, Masters champion Bubba Watson is going to be my pick for 31 to 50. Uh, you know, you, you can question, you know, is, you know, he's been talking about his anxiety and I think that's kind of helped him kind of overcome it all. I mean, he's finished T5 in 2018, T12 in uh, 2019. And I mean, you, you got to go with a little bit of uh, past history here. He knows the course, he loves the course and I can see him, uh, you know, competing, uh, competing again this week. That's a great choice, Zach. Uh, Bubba's been playing pretty well, kind of a little up and down, I suppose. But, you know, ever since he switched balls a couple of years back and has sort of righted that ship, I, he's been playing a little more consistently from the looks of it. So I like that pick. At 46 in the world, another guy that's dropped down and – you know, he's in the top 10 or top 20 for forever. Ricky Fowler uh, also has played very well at the Masters. Uh, you know, a few top fives there. Puts the lights out. I think the course sets up well for him. Again, I'm kind of going away from the guys that have been maybe playing really well and solidly throughout the year, but guys that play traditionally well at Augusta. I think people get excited for this event and their best game shows up, so... Uh, what about you, Dana? Well, I had two people in this category, but I have to go with the defending champ. I'm going to pick Tiger. Nice. You know, I, I had him as my notable. Uh, I knew somebody out of the three of us is going to pick him, so I, I left him off. But, I mean, who, uh, who doesn't want to cheer for the big cat uh, this week? Um, but you know, I think, I think that's a good pick. Uh, granted, you know, his game is nowhere near where it was last year when he won, but Hey, he's done uh, crazier things, uh, in his career. So I like that pick. Uh, so let's go with, uh, our next round of 11 through 30. Um, you know, there's been, uh, this is, I think, uh, I think one of our hard, most difficult ones, uh, for all three of us to pick, but, uh, I'm going to go with a, another, def, another recent champion, uh, somebody that, uh, nobody really likes, but, uh, is, uh, proven that he's, there's a reason why he's one of the best players in the world. I'm going with Patrick Reed here for my 11 to 30 pick, you know, one in 2018, but, you know, has proven over the last two years that that win wasn't just a fluke. You know, he plays all over the world. He always makes cuts, you know. I think he might have one of the best short games. And I mean, his wedge games, you know, is incredible. Um, and I think that's really going to, you know, be really well, you know, what kind of hold up well for him uh, this week. Um, and, you know, you got to remember uh, golf world actually did a simulated masters back in, uh, back in April and uh, Patrick Reed won it. So uh, I'm going with uh, Patrick Reed here for 11 to 30. A simulation really carries over month to month, doesn't it? Hey, I, I'm I'm the world <laughs> champ in simulated golf. That's a, that's a really good pick, and that you know I brought up that that Pete Cowan podcast. He he actually brought up Patrick Reed as a uh, as a potential pick this week. He again he likes really good chippers, so and he's one of the best. Um, so eleven to uh, eleven to thirty. Uh, as Zach said, kind of hard to make a choice in here. Patrick Reed definitely was one I was looking at, but, um, I went with Tony Fee now, you know, it's just a solid, consistent player. But again, 
who's played well at the Masters before this guy has. He's finished, uh, I believe, top 10 or 20 pretty much every time he's played there. Out, And this was a with a dislocated ankle that one year. Uh, so I, I just like the way he plays there, long hitter. Um, I think it I think it fits well for him. How about you, Dana? Well, I thought this category was the easiest to pick from. I mean, it's hard to argue against Brooks Kepka and what he did on the weekend in Houston, two back-to-back 65s. So I think he's going to play well. I mean, he always plays well in the majors, so he's my pick. Yeah, but nobody really cares about the Houston Open. And, <laughs> I mean, you know, hopefully he's uh, – it kind of looks like he's healthy. He's, uh, he's healed up. So I think that's a, uh, a good solid pick there. All right, so uh, our top ten, we got two of them, and uh, we'll just run off both of our picks and just kind of keep moving here. So uh, for me, I have to go with Dustin Johnson. I mean, world number one. He pretty much just took off on the, at the uh, after the restart. You know, he finished T two at Houston this past week. Uh, you know, despite testing positive for COVID, you know he's still has been playing really good golf, won the FedEx cup. He feels, looks like he's finally feeling comfortable in majors. I mean, he led at the PGA before Morikawa just tore it up. Uh, backdoor top 10 at the U S open. He was T two in the masters last year. Uh, it's, it's, it's his time. And I think, uh, I think he's uh, in the right mental state this year. So Dustin Johnson for my first one. And let's just talk about a uh, certain practice round that, uh, took place last week there was a wedge hit into hole number one that was 445 yards a three wood over the green on the par four third a seven iron into hole eight which is a par five uphill 570 yards and a nine iron into the par five 15th that's right i am going with bryson dechambeau here looking to make it uh two majors in a row i don't believe there's been a uh you know a pick that uh like this is I mean this is his week I mean it feels like this is his tournament to lose granted he really hasn't done much at Augusta I mean his best finish was as an amateur back in 2015 um I remember I was actually there for that event and I mean we all kind of thought that okay this kid's gonna change the game and you know finish t20 that week uh, despite that big old snap hook on uh, 18 into the uh, the uh, the bathrooms there, but uh, I I just I think Bryson is just too long right now and feeling too comfortable with it. We'll see if he pulls out the 48 inch driver, but I uh, I can't pick against a guy that's hitting wedges and short irons into uh, par fives. Yeah, great picks there. Hart, you know, you look at the top 10 right now, you, you really can make a strong argument for any of those players in that top 10. Um, a lot of quality up at the top of that, the world rankings right now. Um, so I, I'll, I'll actually pick my higher pick first. I, I will pick Bryson as well. I think he's, you know, between the distance and the way he's putting, you know, it, his putting is just phenomenal right now. And, you know, he had that whole one last year on, uh, on 16 at Augusta. So I, I think he's got some, some good mojo there. I think, I think it just, you know, if he just hits it long and somewhat straight, 
he's going to have a chance come Sunday. So uh, he's not my winner, though. Um, I talked to Zach about this back in, I don't even know, when we first talked about the Masters before it was ultimately postponed this spring. But my pick all year long for the for to put on the green jacket has been Xander Shoffley. Uh, I think he's, I think he's just primed for one of these majors. He's been finishing top five or 10. It seems like every single major could finish at Wingfoot, putting the lights out, working with Derek Dieta, uh, the ball striking machine. And he's just, just a grinder. You can see just nothing phases him. So, um, and he had a really good showing last year at Augusta. I actually, looking back at the, um, the highlights, he, he honestly had a really good shot of winning. So that's going to be my pick for, for winning it is Xander Shoffley. And uh, what about you, Dana? Um, so I'm going to continue the trend and also pick Bryson. <laughs> it's hard not to, uh, not to pick that name for next week or for this week. Um, but for my second pick, Kind of a wild card, but I would love to see the Grand Slam get achieved. So I'm going to pick Rory as well for my second pick. Nice. I like that one. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, I think Rory being a, uh, this is going to be his first major as a dad. I think that's going to be uh, uh, kind of really big for him. And, I, you know, Xander, I mean, let's, let's talk about Xander for a second. Like Henry said, he's a, just a major machine. He's played 13 majors. He's had five top fives, seven top tens, nine top 25s. I mean, that's, that's pretty good. I mean, if, you know, he's going to win a major at some point. So, I mean, might as well make it now. Um, you know, and, you know, Rory, I think it, there's not that as much talk about the, uh, the grand slam this year because of Bryson. So I think that might kind of take a little bit of that pressure of winning the green jacket off. So, uh, some really good picks and uh, really looking forward to uh, this week. So Dana, when, when Tiger won last year, what was the reaction from some of the, the women on tour? Um, well, a lot of us actually missed watching him win. Um, it was the week before Hawaii and, you know, we do have it off, but, Usually Sundays are travel days for us, so um, I actually did miss watching him win. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think everyone was talking about it on the putting green on Monday. I mean, it was just like the news of the week, and you know, people couldn't believe it. So it'd be cool to see him do it again. And Zach brought up the the amateur that they had um, at Augusta. Jennifer Cupcho winning the inaugural event. That's a that's a player you know well, actually. I do. I do know Jen really well. She's out of my club in Arizona at Superstition Mountain. Um, yeah, I've, I've asked Jen about it, and she said it was probably one of the coolest experiences she's ever had. And, you know, it'll be a bummer that the ladies didn't get the opportunity this year, but hopefully, you know, they bring it back next year. Cause I think that tournament was really cool. It was a lot of fun to watch on TV. All right. So let's, uh, let's do one more thing here. Let's predict a uh, winning score. You know, it's uh, it, there's never been a winner above uh, 18 under. So is this going to be the year or is Augusta going to, you know, do, 
keep it up and uh, continue the trend to trying to keep it, uh, you know, the scores around that 12, 13, 14 range. Uh, Henry, let's, uh, let's hear your thoughts first. I was just looking up the forecast. <laughs> um, I mean, if, if the, if the weather is good, I mean, I don't see why someone couldn't go pretty low there, but usually that winning scores around, you know, 12 under, um, I mean, I, I think it'll probably be somewhere between 10 and 14. So if it, if it got anywhere near 20 under, I'd be pretty surprised. You know, I, I kind of agree with that. Um, you know, I think 16 is going to be the, uh, the winning score. Um, Augusta does a really good job at making sure that the, uh, they can either speed up the green, slow them down, you know, put more water on the fairways to kind of lengthen the golf course. Um, you know, they're always going to do whatever they can to kind of protect that score. And I think 16 is going to get it. Uh, it does look like it's going to be a little wet, um, depending on what this, uh, hurricane Florida is going to do. Um, but I don't think, uh, I don't think Bryson's going to just go off like he did at the, uh, the U S open and win by eight. I think it's going to be a, a close, crazy, uh, finish here on uh, Sunday. Uh, so Dana, what, uh, what do you think, uh, winning score there? Um, I'm just going to throw a number out there. 13 is my favorite number. So I'm going to go with 13 <laughs> under. Seems about right. You know, kind of speaking of 13, I was kind of surprised, uh, that they did not lengthen, uh, the 13th hole. They have, uh, you know, they purchased that land behind, uh, behind 13 T there, uh, which was Augusta country clubs. I can't even remember what hole, but, uh, the original plan was to lengthen 13 and looks like it won't be this year. Maybe we'll see it next year, but, uh, looks like the golf course, there is no changes to Augusta national this year. So, uh, what we saw last year is, uh, what we're going to see this year. So it's going to be a great masters. That's for sure. It's interesting that Bryson hit three wood there in the practice round. Um, you would think he would be able to hit driver over those trees, but maybe those trees just keep getting taller. Yeah. The, uh, the launch angle, I don't think, uh, is he can launch it that high. I uh, kind of wanted to Google maps that to actually see what the uh, direct route would be. If, uh, how far it would be, if he just took it just straight up. But like you said, I think the trees are too high and, uh, well, you know, he might, Sorry, didn't he, didn't he talk about driving it into 14 fairway? That was kind of what I was thinking he would do. Uh, I mean, gives it a better angle, honestly. Um, and then, you know, doesn't have that crazy side slope to have to deal with. So uh, I think maybe he was just trying to see what, how, you know, how far back he could lay up and still get there with a, uh, what, seven iron, I think it was. Pretty good seven iron. Yeah, I mean, it's still a good way to play that hole. Um, so, so Dana, as, as you get into the off season here, what are some things, you know, looking back on, on your year, what are, what are some things that you're doing to, to get your game sharp and, and look towards the next season? What are some things that we can learn from that? Uh, yeah. So, you know, what Bryson's doing, obviously I'm going to get into the gym a lot this off season. I already have with my trainer here. Um, so we're going to look to, you know, get a little stronger and faster and a little bit better shape this off season. And then I'll, you know, just continue working with my coach. Um, you know, 
this was our first full year together and I think we made some really good progress and I think we have some good plans for off season and you know it'll just be playing a lot of golf since you know here in Arizona we have perfect weather all winter so it'll be uh nice to you know practice a little take a little bit of time off and you know also play a bunch so yeah uh, that sounds kind of like my off season too um you know my buddies and I we were doing uh, the uh lifting a ton of weights uh this past week in our golf bags with uh 25 30 beers in each bag uh that really kind of helped uh strengthen our uh, our lower body Yeah, Zach is just a, a fitness fiend right now. So, so Dana, um, you know, you were able to come up here to Maine a couple of times, and we got to play some of the courses around the state. What were some of the, the tracks you played, and which ones maybe stood out to you? Yeah, so I was up in Maine a little bit uh, this summer, and Henry took me to basically – mostly all the really great courses in Maine. Um, we played Sugarloaf, Sunday River, Kibo. Uh, Clinton, Martindale, Booth Bay. I mean, there's so many good ones. The golf in Maine is so different than in Arizona. Um, which ones am I forgetting? I'm forgetting a few. Uh, we played Portland. Oh, yeah, Portland. Even I'm starting to forget. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think Sunday River and Sugarloaf are probably up there, my favorites. Um, Portland Country Club and Booth Bay were both in phenomenal shape. Um, but, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed all of them. And even Clinton, the little nine-hole golf course, I mean, that thing was pretty spectacular as well. Were there any holes that stood out? Um, yeah, probably, what is it, 10 and 11 at Sugarloaf. I mean, you're basically going straight down mountains. Those are pretty cool. Um, there might have been a few at, or that one at Clinton with the, what is it, six, the long tee box? Or the double uh, tee box. Yeah. Yes. That one too. Um. Yeah, the sixth hole at at Clinton, that dog leg right with the probably it's like I don't know eighty yard tee box with hostas down both sides and all that rock work and the gardening. It's just it's immaculate. It's really cool. Um, so your first taste of Maine. I mean, what what were your initial thoughts about the state? Um, I loved it. I mean, you took me on a few hikes. We went to the coast. We went to Acadia. Uh, I mean, you guys have everything there. The weather's really nice. I mean, when I was there in October, it was a little cold for my liking. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I can't imagine what the winters are like, but um, it was fun exploring this summer and going on some hikes and playing golf and, you know, be on the coast. So you guys kind of have it all. Yeah, just don't come back in the winter months. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'll stay in Arizona. 
Hey, we're going to do the, uh, the ice golf, uh, championship. I think, uh, we should, uh, definitely get that going. Throw, uh, throw some orange golf balls out there, get the uh, conditions nice and firm. It'll be the, uh, the new, uh, the, the sixth major, shall we say up at, uh, up in Maine for the, uh, the ice golf championship. So, uh, let's, uh, we'll, we'll call it a, uh, call it a, uh, podcast here, uh, for the, uh, our listeners, if you're trying to figure out, uh, what the, uh, viewing schedule is, uh, CBS will be airing, uh, starting at one o'clock on Saturday and at 10 o'clock on Sunday. Uh, you know, one thing that's really cool about the, uh, the masters, uh, this, this year is actually going to be college game day, uh, for those college football fans will actually be there on Saturday. That's kind of why we brought on Dana as our guest picker uh, in honor of College Game Day being at Augusta. Um, so College Game Day at Augusta National uh, kind of kicked things off on Saturday. And then uh, I believe uh, ESPN's got it on uh, Thursday, Friday. So a uh, bunch of golf, masters.com. You'll be able to watch pretty much every single shot. Do you think College Game Day has ever been to UNLV, Dana? Uh, no, I don't think they have. <laughs> But maybe soon, now that we have that new stadium, I think they probably will want to get over there at some point. We probably, need a, we probably need a winning record, though. Oh, shots fired. Well, I think Tennessee is probably in the same boat, so. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And uh, again, if uh, you're on iTunes, we certainly appreciate any feedback you can offer, ratings and comments. Uh, we're on Instagram and Facebook at Maine Golf Talk. And Zach and I are, are pleased to share with you some, some nice offerings this offseason. Uh, you get 10% off golftrainingaids.com if you go through our, our Instagram link. And we also are doing that Arcos deal 10% off with the code main golf. Um, and we'll be sure to, to bring you some more offerings throughout the, throughout the winter months. Um, and as well, I'm also online for online coaching on the Skillist app and you can find me on henryfallgolf.com. And thanks for listening to another episode of main golf talk. Mm-hmm.